Hi, welcome to OCBC Insights. Uh, this is Yao from Credit Research, and today we have two of our credit research analysts, Hongwei and Jitsi of us. And we're going to talk a little bit about the developments that happened at Capital Land last week. So uh, just to start off, um, maybe if Hongwei wants to take this, what's, what exactly is happening at Capital Land, and why is everyone talking about this? Oh, uh, hi, thanks, Yao Hua. So for Capital Land, it is proposing a strategic restructuring with two major parts to it. Uh, in the first part, Capital Land will be undertaking a capital re reduction exercise to distribute 48% of its investment management business to its minority shareholders. This investment management business holds the bulk of Capital Land's net assets, which includes all of Capital Land's listed REITs, private funds, lodging business, pipeline of operating properties and operating platforms for its office and retail malls. The investment management business will be listed by way of introduction. So for this part, it is nothing too shocking because in the past, Capital Land has spun out several entities such as its REITs and also Capital Land Malls Asia. But what is really interesting this time to the market is that Capital Land itself will be privatized by Temasek under the proposed restructuring. It has been over 20 years since Pidanco Land merged with DBS Land to form Capital Land. So now Capital Land, which has been listed since November 2020, is expected to be delisted in fourth quarter of this year. For Capital Land itself, the delisted entity, it will be holding 52% of its investment management arm and continue to hold its development business. Well, that was a really deep dive. So um, to sort of pivot off that question, Given the strong rally in the stock price, why exactly are we seeing Capital Land's perpetuals reacting downwards? Uh, I think the short answer is, th is that what has been good for stocks may not necessarily be good for bonds. So I mean, this is a bit uh, counterintuitive, but if you look from the angle of Capital Land's uh, bondholders itself, although there's an increase in stake by Tamasic bringing it up to 100% from 52%, However, there's a number of uh, aspects which makes it detrimental to the bondholders. Okay, the number one thing is that the a big part of Capital Land itself, which is under the investment management part, will be spun off from Capital Land. So what this means is that the Capital Land uh, holding entity will have less assets under it, and this will be necessarily uh, detrimental to the bondholders who will have less assets to be claiming over. Then the next is that uh, Capital Land's uh, assets, which will be parked under the investment management arm, will be one step away from uh, Capital Land itself. That means in the liquidation scenario, for example, Capital Land's uh, bondholders will not be able to directly access the assets that's under the investment management arm. And as with all privatized entities, you can expect that the quality of disclosures going forward to be reduced. So for Capital Land's bondholders, um, they are not really protected by covenants. Um, so usually uh, for companies which are pro uh, with stronger covenants and protections, uh, there could be a delisting put whereby the bondholders could, could, could actually put back the bond when the company is being delisted. Or uh, if there's a material disposal of uh, subsidiaries, uh, bondholders may be able to do something. But in Capital Land's case, there's uh, no such uh, protection for Capital Land's bondholders. So therefore, similarly for its perpetuals, uh, there's uh, very weak uh, language protecting the perpetuals holders. 
Therefore, uh, with uh, overall credit negative uh, developments for capital land, you can expect that the bond prices and the perpetual prices to react downwards. Uh, thanks, Hongwei, um, who is, by the way, credit researcher's resident professionals expert. So um, we've talked a little bit about capital lands, and I, I was thinking maybe you could pivot a bit to the REITs. So um, this goes to uh, Jitsi. So how about the capital land REITs? Um, how did the announcement last week impact them? And what do you think is going to happen to their uh, so-called Tomasic premium? Thanks, Yao. We expect the announced transaction to have minimal impact on the REITs from a fundamental basis given the changes at parent level. We have historically considered focused on the underlying performance of the REITs and have not factored in a capital land of the market uplift in the issue profiles of the REIT. Therefore, the transaction would be credit neutral on the REIT and would not result in a change in issue profiles. That said, the capital land ownership is important to the REITs, though it is from the perspective of financing market access. Post-transactions, the REIT will become even further removed from the market, with the REITs now falling under capital land and investment management instead of capital land. With the relationship of these capital land REITs and the MASICs one step more removed, we think this settles the questions over whether the MASIC premium should continue to apply. Among the capital land REITs who are seeing bond issuers, we expect the largest impact on Escort Residence Trust. Escort's curve historically trades tight relative to its hospitality peers. Aside from being a sponsor, Capital Land is a master leasee for a number of escorts properties. Though we expect these master leases arrangement to be subsumed as part of Capital Land investment management. Okay, cool. So uh, maybe just one last question for our listeners. Uh, should I be buying the REIT bonds instead of Capital Lands? We think Capital Lands bonds and the REIT bonds offer this different risk reward premiums to begin with. For investors interested in Capital Lands REITs bonds, we recommend comparing the bonds offered by other REITs. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, this was very helpful. Um, we hope our listeners have learned a lot from this. Um, once again, this is brought to you by OCBC Insights, and thank you, Jitsi and Hongwei, for your time. Thank you, Yao. Thank you. This has been a podcast from OCBC Bank. Follow us on Spotify for more episodes like the one you've just heard.